What's happening, fam? It's your boy Sherrod, and welcome to another podcast episode of Behind the Grind, powered by Sherrod Speaks, where each episode I have a conversation. I go behind the scenes to talk to individuals like you and I that are making impact with their influence and making change happen in the places around us. My goal is to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, give you everything that you need, the faith, the fuel, the ammunition, whatever it takes to get you on your journey as you push through and grind through behind the grind. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Grind. I am your host, Sherrod Schuler, And as always, I'm so glad that you all are dialed in and tuned in to listen to another episode of Behind the Grind. Listen, I am so excited to share with you today's episode. Uh, it is going to be a solo uh, episode, meaning that it will just be myself in the grind seat today. And with that being said, I want to wish everyone that is listening a Merry Christmas. It is the most uh, favorite time of the year for me, uh, Christmas time, the end of the year. Uh, it's an exciting time. And of course, those of us who are believers, we celebrate this day because this honors and it celebrates the birth of Christ. And uh, depending on how you uh, view Christmas, people have different opinions about Christmas, but those that are believers, we know the real reason for Christmas. And so regardless of how others may celebrate it, I celebrate it uh, because of the birth of Christ. Along with that, we do enjoy this time. We celebrate and we share, we give, we uh, provide gifts, all of that good stuff we get with family. It is a good time of the year uh, for, for most of us, right? I must be uh, truthful. There are some of us, uh, because of the pressures of society and the things that are going on in society, and just because of the holiday itself has turned itself into, it can be a little stressful for some. And to mention on that note, I guess, uh, as for stressful, uh, it could also be a time for uh, some of our um, friends and loved ones, and we might need to be mindful of this. This may be a difficult time for some uh, because of it may remind them of uh, special loved ones in their lives that is no longer with them. Um, so we must be uh, mindful about that during this time of the year. But it is Christmas, and I want to uh, wish everyone a Merry Christmas as you're listening to this podcast uh, episode today. Listen, today I want to uh, share with you, I know again it is the Christmas holiday, but I wanted to carry on with the theme. Um, a few weeks back I started uh, a topic um, speaking about spiritual fitness. And today I just want to kind of piggyback or carry on from that uh, conversation to share with you today. Um, I promise not to be before you long, as the preachers say, the, the old uh, Pentecostal and Baptist preachers would say, I, I, I don't want to be before you long, you know how they say. But that is true today. I don't want to, sh uh, to talk too long to you, but I did want to share some thoughts about uh, spiritual fitness. I think it's still imperative. Uh, we will drop uh, a few more of these uh, conversations because I think it's very imperative, especially going into 2022, ending out this year. And just what's happening right now, I think it's important that we recenter ourselves back to our spiritual fitness. Like I said before, there are so many areas in our lives that we have 
looked to improve. We've looked to improve ourselves uh, educationally. We've looked to improve ourselves in the physical realm of fitness. We've looked to improve in our eating habits, healthy. Um, we've we've looked to improve our our finances. We're we're working in all compartments of our lives, and I get it. It is so important. And like I said on this program, we promote that. We per- promote personal development. We want you to be the best that you can be. I think it's imperative, especially uh, it reflects the glory of God, right? When you're prosperous and when you are doing the things that you should be doing. I don't want to lose sight of those things. And I don't want to make it seem like you can only be spiritual and not tap into these other areas. So we have uh, done a lot to give attention to these areas. But in the midst of that, I feel that we have uh, gotten a little casual, some of us, and we have kind of fallen back on one of the most important drivers in our lives, which is our spiritual walk with Christ. And I think that that is very critical and very important. So I want to uh, emphasize that and stress that as much as I can over the next few uh, solo episodes that I'll provide for you. Of course, we're going to continue to have those uh, interviews. I'm excited about a, a few interviews that we've already recorded uh, this this year, actually, that I will share with you in the beginning of 2021. There's some powerful people, uh, one in particular that I'm, I'm excited to share, someone who uh, really has helped me in my career uh, and helped me early in my career, I should say, and has blessed me. And I can't wait to share her uh, conversation with you all uh, in 2022. I've been holding on to it. I think it's going to be a fire conversation to share with all of you. I'm excited to do that. Now, with that, let's talk today. Spiritual fitness. You know, in the uh, when you think about fitness and you think about it in the natural sense of building your muscles and strengthening yourself. And if you're back in the gym these days working out or if you're going to begin to work out, like you said uh, to, to your family, I'm going to wait to the beginning of the year to work out, whatever that case may be. When you are in the workout mode and you're in fitness mode, many times there are certain things that you focus on. And one of the things that if you're working with a a personal trainer or fitness coach, they may start uh, looking and analyzing you, you and then they may say, hey, there is a core of you, you know, the core that we need to build, right? We need to build your core, build your strength in your core. Now, you may be out here trying to work on your legs. You may be working on your hands, your arms, all these other things. But when you get a, a coach or you get a trainer in there, they say, well, hold on, let's start with working on your core. And that core, uh, just just in its essence, when you speak about core, you're talking about the your center, uh, your strengthening, your center of who you are. And so I want to use that as a metaphor metaphor of speaking to you today. Let's work on our spiritual core. And so that is very important that we do that, that we work on our spiritual core uh, in order to be successful. I think it's going to be necessary for us to work on our spiritual core um, as we go into 2022. There is, as you can see, so much happening right now that it requires us to be centered and have strength in our core. If you have strength in your core, um, so many things that you can do with the uh, ability to to move in your your coreness. So with that being said, let's talk today. Let's let's get into uh, some topics like uh, let's really d- deep dive into this uh, master class about spiritual fitness. I think it's necessary uh, for uh, anyone that is uh, wanting to do well and want to build in personal growth. I think this spiritual growth 
must be in line. Uh, actually, it must lead the way. So with that being said, last time we were talking, we were in uh, Matthew chapter number 16. We were talking to you about Peter. We were talking about how he had in one instance uh, said to Jesus, you are the son of the living God, all of that good stuff. And then in the next instance, he was uh, ready to uh, fight someone on behalf of Jesus. And Jesus had to rebuke him and tell him, Satan, uh, get behind me. You remember all of that we uh, talked about. If not, go back to the first uh, discussion about spiritual uh, fitness, part one. But here we're going to talk a little bit differently today. We're going to piggyback off of that scripture, but we're going to go back down to the ending of that scripture when it talks and Jesus is talking directly to his disciples and he's telling them, you know, if anybody wants to follow him, let's pick up where that left off. If anybody wants to follow uh, me is what Jesus is saying. He's saying, if you want to follow me, you must pick up your cross and what follow me. And he's emphasizing the fact that individuals must take up their cross. They must be willing to take up their cross in order to follow him. Um, let's let's look at that. Let's let, let, let's let's get into that. I think that's very, very important. Uh, he says uh, in verse 24, he says, then Jesus said unto his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever, this is the emphasis that I want to focus on on today's message. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. I want to repeat that. For whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my uh, sake will find it. What profits a man if he were to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What will a man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father and of his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Surely I say unto you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. What I am trying to emphasize today is I want your core to focus. Today, we're going to focus on a core concept here. And the core concept is getting out outside of yourself. Uh, yes, I know we've been hearing uh, words of self-care and take care of you and do for you and and make sure you got yourself together and um, be uh, prepared to, you know, all of those great topics that sound great. Yes, self-care is important. Self, uh, being focused on self uh, has its elements. We do need to pay attention to ourselves. We can't be so driven that we forget about ourselves. But what it, this concept and this, this philosophy is pushing on us, if we're not careful, it makes us lose sight of the fact that we have to be prepared. We are here on earth to help others, right? We're here not on our own, but we're here to help others. And with that being said, we can't just be on our own. So the truth of the matter is we're not here on our own. We have to shift our mindsets. You know, when you're young, let me let me let me clarify. When you're in your younger years, you know, when you're trying to figure things out, yes, you're more self centered. Let's just be honest. You're more self-centered. And it's it's probably some element to that, right? You're you're trying to figure things out. You're trying to adjust. You're trying to understand how this life system works. You know, maybe in your early 20s, um, you know, those of you who have children in their early 20s, 
you, you you've probably seen this. You know, they're still kind of trying to figure things out, especially during this time of the year. We're talking about the holidays. You know, many of us forget we want all of our kids to 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 do X, Y, and Z for, uh, around the, the 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 dinner table for Christmas, uh, but we forget that these young adults that we may uh, have are, are starting their lives. They're trying to find mates. They're trying to find individuals. They may even be um, getting married and all these things. And so their life starts to adjust because it's focused on them at this time. So uh, I want to talk to all of the uh, the parents that have these young adults. Let's not get offended, right? Let's not um, miss the fact that when we were in this age and we were young, we, we were focusing a little bit more on ourselves at this time in our life. Now, right, wrong, very indifferent. I don't know, but I think it's a natural progression. Uh, maybe it's this Western culture. I don't know, but that is what happens, you know, at some point. We're focused on self. That's why uh, the certain social platforms cater to a certain audience and, and focuses on its on self, right? It focuses on me, 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 I, 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 all of that stuff because it's, it's, it's appealing to a certain group of people in a certain state of life, right? And again, I'm not saying right, wrong, or indifferent, but it makes sense, you know, when you're younger. But there comes a point of maturity. There comes a point of, of life where you can't be so, 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 so focused on self. There has to be a point in life where you begin to adjust and understand that your life is beyond serving yourself, right? There has to be a life, a uh, time in your life where you make those adjustments. We see it at all times when new mothers uh, come in, uh, have children, right? When new mothers, young, especially young mothers have children, you, you see a person who goes from uh, being maybe, like we said, self-centered. And, and the natural progression is now that they have a someone to provide for, someone to uh, have, they begin to shift a little bit in their approach and they begin to care for someone else. And, then, you know, a young father, when he's involved and he's engaged in the life of his child, uh, especially young, they begin to shift, right? And they begin to now pay attention to others. He becomes a father. He begins to worry about his family, all of these things. And that's just a natural progression of things. So I, I'm, I'm saying all that to say that our lives is beyond just us. Right. At some point, we have to shift and to be able to help others. Now, most of you are listening to this uh, message. You are in a different probably, you know, probably a little bit beyond these phases in your early 20s and so forth. Right. You're probably in your you know, early 30s and, and 40s and, and you may be even older than that. And so your life is now in a different position. And so what I'm speaking to you now and now this message may be more for you because I want us to not lose sight. We are the spiritual uh, backbone of the society, really. Let, let me talk to my older millennials, uh, my young Gen uh, Gen X, my older Gen X. You are what you are driving society right now. Uh, what's happening in society and where it's going to go and how it's going to happen is going to fall on. You, well, it's on you now, right? It's not falling. It's on you now. The time has come. <laughs> so, so again, my my older millennials, most of our millennials at this point, and and our Gen X, you know, the society is riding on you. What you do, the baton has been passed to us. And what we do with this time is what's happening. We can't sit back and blame others any longer. Now we've got to learn how to 
responsibility. With that being said, a spiritual core and a spiritual fitness and being spiritual strengthened is going to be required to be responsible uh, for the, 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 the people that we're responsible for, for the nation, those who we come in contact, those who we lead. We are the leaders now. And being the leaders, we have to take on a strong position of leadership and stepping up to the plate. Yes, we are going to continue uh, the, what, what was started. Now, I don't care what mistakes generations before may have made, um, but in most cases, the generation did what they were supposed to do. They dealt with the things that they had to deal with in their day. But now you are going to face new things. And so we have new challenges, new things that we face. Yes, we can uh, take and study what has happened in the past, and we can take the principles, the core, that going back to the core of that. We can take the core out of what we learned during the civil rights movement. We can take the core out of things that we learned in different movements, um, in, you know, uh, different phases. But now we've got to deal with life in this phase. And yes, we can't always apply the same methods that we used in the times past. We have to now adjust our methods for the time in front of us. And I, I use the word civil rights because in during that time, there was a lot of marching. There were a lot of protests. Testing, and that was a method that that was used. Now the question is not saying that we don't use that method today, right? The question is, uh, do we have the right method, right, for what we're fighting for? If those of us who are in this fight for justice, are we using the right methods that is catered for 2021, 2022, and beyond? Are we using the right methods? So I'm just going to leave that there. I'm not going to go deeper in that, but I just want to, us to shift a little bit in our thinking. Now is our time. Now is the moment. Is nobody else coming to save us? We are the leaders. We are the ones that are going to make things function. So with that being said, there is a servanthood to what we do. There's a servanthood as uh, the individuals that lead. We are most likely in positions of executive positions. We're CEOs. We're, we're leaders. We're, we're, we're pastors. We're, we're doing so much more in this generation now. Again, you know who I'm talking about, us, the, the millennials and the Gen Xers. Right now, you're in charge. And mainly, I'm really talking to my older millennials. You are really in the cuffs of what's happening now. So with that being said, it's important to have your spiritual walk in place. As Jesus is talking to his disciples, he is letting them know about how they have to be willing to lose their life. Yes, you have to be willing to put your life on the line. And when I think about it, you think about the Martin Luther King and the the Malcolm X, all of those individuals that we 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 celebrate. There was a time in their lives which was in the 30s, right? <laughs> That's interesting that they actually lost their life naturally. They actually lost their life, but they had a purpose that they were serving. They were in front of something. And yes, it resulted in a tragic death, maybe prematurely. Uh, but the truth of the matter is they were so committed to the cause, committed to what they were doing, that that they left a legacy that outlasts their lives. We think about Dr. Martin Luther King and all that he accomplished, even to this day, he has left a legacy that will go on from generation to generation, even on that short span of life that he lived. We look at even going into our biblical days with Jesus. Jesus' ministry, when we analyze his ministry, was a three-year ministry. He was in his early 30s, right? And his life, um, you know, in the case of that he went through and suffered the cross, 
Um, not we know our Christ does Christ does live, but his ministry or his time on earth was only a short period of time. So when we are serving in purpose, this is a critical time that we are in the movement of willing to put our selfish desires aside, right, and be willing to do what is necessary to serve those who we should serve, right. The world is depending on someone to take on the responsibility to step up and do what they're called to do. With that being said, let's talk about your core. I, I said I, I, I named this the core, the core for a reason. You know, when we think about core, as I said, in a spiritual or a fitness standpoint, we know that this is the center part. But when we think about it in corporate America, let me just talk your language. When you talk corporate America, they say, what are your core values? Right. They use terminology like that. And organizations use core core values for a reason. These are the things that are going to center our organization. When we circle back and see are we following our mission, what are our core values? Right. And they start listing those things out typically or are normally we always hear about a core value you being integrity, right? You always hear about integrity. And so um, um, those type of things, all of those words, those simple words that help individuals center. The first question before I really deep dive into this spiritual uh, fitness uh, conversation is, do you have core values, right? The question is, do you personally, for your personal life, do you have core values? If you do not, I think it's very important getting going into 2022 that you start off this year by establishing what your core values are if you're someone that says i have core values well my question is do you how much do you hold up to your core values do you look at your core values on a a consistent basis do you have it posted do you have it written down uh this year going into 22 i'm going to encourage you to pull those core values out if you have written them down and post them write them down put them in your phone whatever you can to see what your personal core values are because you're going to need these as your driving principles so you may be saying sharad well why do i need core values these are things that are going to be necessary to keep you centered and keep you in place and in line in order to help those that god has put you here to serve if you don't have core values you're going to be out here in 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 space just letting people uh determine how you should go. You know, we've been faced with a lot of decisions in 2020 and 2021 decisions, what what we have to make. People are making decisions out of their emotions, how they feel, uh, what they think has violated their rights. And and when people say they, their rights have been violated, my first question is, what do you define as your rights, right? And it, not only do you define as your rights, what have you really written down that this is core to you? Are you in an emotional state? Are you making this out of an emotional frustration? That's where we don't want to be. We want to be making strong decisions based upon what we believe, and that is, should be our driving principles. So with that being sp- uh, said, I want to talk to you about developing your personal spiritual core values. And these spiritual, I, I preference it with spiritual because they should be spiritual led. Core values should be things that that drive you. For example, let's use a few core, uh, core values that you could probably think of. Uh, some people use a core value or some organizations even use it, a core value of faith, the word faith. They think of faith as a core value. You know, this is them having uh, confidence and believing that things will work out, things will, of their expectations, to the driving force. They have a core belief of faith. I try to deep dive into faith as my core value because core value of faith is saying I'm looking forward and I have a good expectation 
first and foremost, because I'm a believer and I know reading in the scriptures that God is looking out for me. He has told me over and over again that he is working on my behalf. He's got set up promises. So a core belief for me is when I when I get in a place where I feel fearful and I feel unsure and I feel insecure, I have to circle back to this core value of faith and believing and trusting God that God will do what he said he will do, having confidence in the fact that he will deliver. And the truth of the matter is when I track track his track record, (laughs) per se, his history, he has always come through. Now, I will preference it on it may not come the way I have drafted it out in my head, but guess what? God always comes through. And so that's a core value that you may want to build your faith. You may want to add that as your core value. Build your faith in this season. Go back to what God has done for you. Look over the track records of what he's done. Again, it may not look how you had drew it out, but when you look at the track record, look, God has been faithful and he has come through in your life. So if you want to add that to your core values or something similar. Another core value that some may use is, and I said it earlier, the word integrity. I kind of jump over that because that's been overused and I don't know if it has a safe effectiveness uh, when we say um, integrity, right? Now, I don't even know if we really know what that means. So another word to shift that, let's talk and use a word maybe like honesty, right? Honesty should be your core value. It says exactly what it says. Honesty. You can't make honesty fit your world. If you're saying that honesty is your core value, it keeps you in line, I believe, right? That means doing what's right, of course, like integrity says, doing what's right, but it means that I have to be truthful. I have to tell the truth. I have to be sincere, right? These are uh, things that are just a driving principle. So again, as we're going into 2022 and all that's going on, if you plant yourself to have a core value of honesty, when you're up against a situation that, that, that determines, hey, should I do this or should I do not do this? Let me filter it through my core value. My core value says honesty. Mm, I must do the right thing. I must tell the truth. I must not be deceitful. Honesty is my core value. So therefore, I can't do X, Y, or Z, right? Because I'm moving with the spirit of honesty. You you feel where I'm going here? Another uh, core value that you may want to add or something that, that is an example of a core value is respect, right? Someone says, hey, I want to have respect. I think it's important that we have respect as a core value or something similar. Uh, And again, these are not these are just some ideas and some thoughts, but I want you to get your mind focused on adding this into your spiritual walk of some type of core values. But respect. Right. Right. Treating others, you know, the very basic cliche word, but it means so much treating others how you want to be treated. That's respect. Sometimes you have to see yourself in other people's shoes for a moment in order to make sure that we grant them the level of respect that they they deserve. Right. So, for example, you hear all of these CEOs that says, hey, I shake the hand of the the janitor and I do this and I do that. And they may they may not. It sounds good. But when you are really walking integrity, no matter what position, whatever title you are in, you say, I walk with a level of respect. And what that means is, yes, I treat everybody like I would want to be treated. If I was in their role, if I was in their shoes, I'm going to treat them how I would want to be treated. And so I I say that to say, for example, we're in this Christmas shopping season. We have so many people um, in this labor shortage 
phase that we're in right now here in December and in and, and months to come, right? Um, people are still shopping and going into stores, but there's not a lot of labor there in most cases, in a lot of cases, I should say, you know, and these workers are being, they're working hard, right? They're working hard. They're, they're, they're standing and seeing long lines and all of that good stuff. And every now and again, I think we forget that there's a human being on the other side of that cash register. There's a human being um, that's preparing uh, um, your, your, your meal. There's a human being um, that's doing your room, right? When If you're standing in a hotel, there's some, there's a human being on the other side of why you're going and doing whatever you're doing. I know you, you like to go out here and vacate and everything. There's a driver. There's somebody that, that's on the other side. And we need to make sure we respect everybody everybody that we don't just respect those people who have the, the the highest titles known to man um you know whether that's a president a governor all of these great people they are res- to be honored and to be respected but the truth of the matter is we should respect all humans uh, the best way we can make sure that we're providing respect to everyone regardless of color regardless of anything everybody Every single person here on this earth deserves respect, no matter how they live, no matter how their belief system is. Everybody deserves respect. I think that's a core value that you should have, Um, you know, and and kind of breeding off of that. Another word that some people use for a core value is honor, kind of like with respect, honor. You know, that's another way of of establishing that, always showing courtesy uh, to those that uh, that are around you, just being honor people, right? And honor can go beyond to celebration, right? Celebrating those who have achieved, those who have uh, accomplished great things. You know, in the sports world, they do a good job of acknowledging people's milestones. I know this year, uh, Steph Curry um, broke some records, and players who who he broke their records of were were even at the game to acknowledge him breaking the record. And what was awesome, even those who follow Steph Curry. He he did it in a while he was in New York, right? I believe he was in a New York stadium, Madison Square Garden, or something of that nature. And the fans showed honor and respect. I thought that was uh, interesting that that you know you're in you're, you're in your opponent's arena and you're still being honored and you're still being respected. That says a lot. And that's that's what we should do. That's what th- those are the type of things we should do. It takes some type of value system inside of you to respond that way and not boo the man because he's not on your favorite team, just honoring what he has done. But that can breed in all areas of life. And, and I'm really pulling that out as an example, but that can happen in all areas of your life. There may be somebody that you've been watching that you feel like uh, you're in competition with. And really, we shouldn't be in these levels of competition. But for whatever reason, you may be in competition with someone. But you have to pause and acknowledge when somebody is doing what they're supposed to do and they're doing it well. Um, honor is important. Um, I'm not going to exhaust you with a whole list of things, but I do want to end on one last example of honor. And I want to use the word servant, um, servanthood. Um, I've talked about it on this program before, servant leadership, uh, service. I think that's a very core principle, a core value that you should have in your spiritual uh, bag, right? You should have the honor to serve, a mindset to serve, willingness to serve. Serving is so important. I think serving is what we need, especially in this day and time. I think we need to learn how to serve others. I think we need to put ourselves, sometimes our self-agendas aside and learn how to serve the people around, especially those in leadership. Listen, serving um, 
others is very beneficial for all of us, right? Being ready to be helpful, being useful, uh, to serve someone, to supply uh, some type of aid to someone in need. You know, right now I'm actually in the state of Kentucky right now. Uh, many of you who may not be aware, um, several, well, a few weeks ago, there was a devastating, devastating uh, tornado that took place uh, for so many people that were impacted. And so um, in route, I'm here to serve, right? Here to help, help to do what I can in the capacity that I can. But this is, uh, it, it breeds or is in line with what I believe to serve others. You know, you, you, you look to help others as much as you can, right? There's going to be a day possibly, you know, we just got to, as much as we live this life, there may be a day where you need someone to help you and aid you, or you've already had someone help and aid you. So be mindful of that. I think service, I think if more of us adopted service, I think it will make the world a better place. You know, I saw a meme um, uh, a little while ago that really touched my heart. Uh, Many of you probably have already seen this meme um, or this uh, thing that is gone. I don't know if it's it's, it's gone viral or anything like that, but someone put an image out there where they talked about a, a professor who gave a balloon to every student in the class right and he in the balloon he told the the students to write their name on that balloon right and every student wrote their name on the balloon and I guess it was tons of students and they took the balloons and they threw them and he told them to throw it into the hallway and you know how balloons are they bounce up especially if they got the right helium in them they're going to bounce around and they're going to get mixed up really good and the goal was to mix up those balloons so that they would be mixed up but in the midst of it he then the professor um, mixed all the balloons and he he asked the students uh, to give him five minutes uh, give them five minutes to find their own balloon balloon, right? Just, just five minutes, go out there and find your own balloon. What he discovered as the professor, he, he, he realized he found that the persons were out there looking for the balloons that they, they had in their hand, but in order for them to find it quicker, those that were able to find it quicker were those who, um, reached down, grabbed a balloon that may have had someone else's name on it, but they were able to now aid and give that balloon to to the person that it belonged to. And they were able to accomplish exchanging the balloons or finding the balloons because if they would have looked for their own balloons, they would have been there all day. They would have, it would have taken more time to find it themselves. But if I looked down around me and picked up a balloon with, with, with someone else's name on it and looked for that person, it I can help and aid them quicker and better as opposed to trying to find it for myself. And I thought that was, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm, I'm saying it right, but you get the gist of what I'm saying. Many times we're out here trying to do our own thing, find our own stuff, concerned about our own selves. And in the midst of us trying to find and go for self and do for self, we're frustrating our own selves and it's taking more time. Just like Jesus said when we read earlier, you're trying to find your own life the Bible is really telling you, you're going to lose your life. The best way is to do as these individuals, these students did. They picked up a balloon, looked for that individual. They were aiding each other unbeknownst to themselves. They were aiding each other to help each other find their own perspective balloon with their name on it. We need to do more of that, especially in this day and time. So much stuff is happening. So much things are taking place. We need to stay in a place of serving others and not so much concerned about ourselves. I know there's a lot of fear in the land. I know we don't want to lose anything. I know we don't want to come up short. But if we shift our mind, it's overwhelming to be uh, boggled down in fear. 
It's overwhelming. I'm going to be honest with you. But the moment that you shift your fear focus and place it on how can I serve? How can I help somebody else? How can I benefit someone else? Even if in return, it doesn't help me back. I want to just serve. My life has meaning. My life has purpose when I'm serving others. And so I just want to rest that on your heart. I want that to be uh, something that you add or something similar that you add to your core values. I think this would help the world move in the right direction, especially in this time. Again, if you are a millennial, if you are a Gen Xer, this is your time to step up to the plate and accept responsibility. Quit blaming any other generation, the younger generation, for not doing what they're supposed to do or the older generation. Look in the mirror and see what can I do, what can I do to contribute to make the things around me better. Let me get back to my spiritual walk. If you have fallen off, get back to your spiritual walk. Get back in place. Let God be the leader in your life. Get back to a core, your core beliefs, you know, the non-negotiables, the things that you will not compromise. Now is the time to get that in your spirit, get that in your life, get back in your spiritual bag. Okay, so that's enough of that for the spiritual fitness part two. We'll drop another one here in the next few weeks. I do want to keep you encouraged, but more on that, in the meantime, you've got a homework assignment. Go back and pull out those core values that you have written down that you have not seen in a while. If you've never done core values, I am going to challenge you to get you some core values written down to start the new year. So with that being said, we'll see you on the next episode of Behind the Grind. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed uh, this conversation and the other conversations that we have right here on Behind the Grind. Listen, if you really enjoy rocking with us, please make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you are following us on your favorite podcast platform. We're excited to bring these conversations to you each week. And if you have by any means enjoy what we have to share, please leave us a review. It truly helps us and it helps this podcast grow. If you get an opportunity, head over to your favorite podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, and let the others know how you enjoy Behind the Grind.